0: Welcome to More Light Guidelines, an actual player game design podcast. I am your host, Jessica Crimes, she, her. And from our normal cast today, I am joined by...
1: It's-a-me, Goji. He,
0: they, please. And we are very excited to be joined by a very special guest, if you'd care to introduce yourself.
2: Oh, this is a bit where I have to talk. Um, my name's Laura Kate Dale, Uh, she, her pronouns. Uh, I typically go by Laura K. Buzz on the internet I podcast. I make videos about disability, accessibility, and video games. And I write books sometimes, which are about butts.
0: Very good books. Very pretty books.
2: Yeah, if you want a book full of just like a bunch of pictures of video game character butts, I'm the person to come to. Apparently, I got all those high quality butts that you about need. Mario. Yeah, you got to learn why is, has, is he? What can his butt tell you about
1: his level of complacency? Oh, that sweet plumber ass has
0: secrets. There could be nothing more tailored to our audience than video game butts, so... (laughs) And I'll leave a link to where you can find that in the episode description. Laura, is it fair to say that you are pretty familiar with tabletop role-playing games?
2: I'm pretty familiar with tabletop role-playing games. I've played my fair share of uh, little uh, one-page one-shots and things in the past. I also am on a real play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast called Dice Funk, which I've been on for the Mm. last six seasons now which is like that's like nine month campaigns each time so I, I, i've played a fair amount of tabletop stuff
0: dear listener if, if you like the actual play side of our show dice funk is very much worth checking out
2: yeah. Yeah, go, go listen to it it's all self-contained stories each season so you can jump into any season start with season three that's where i show up that's
1: clearly where it gets good <laughs> sounds pretty groovy to me
0: <laughs> so maybe even funky We have a one-hour timer running. (gasps) I have four titles for potential role-playing games. We're going to make one of them. Let's get right into it. So, Goji and Laura, I'm going to leave it to you two to decide which of these we're going with. Our suggestions this week are Kissing in the Weird Future, Let's Eat Rocks, (laughs) (laughs) Theogy... Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, that's got me theogy 2021 wizard surgeon simulator or donald duck the pain away oh do any I of these... don't understand
1: that last one but it's calling to me in a way I can't really describe
2: i'm i'm sort of gravitating towards the first two yeah
1: yeah um, let's let's eat rocks is just what i do already
0: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. go with what you know yeah, I guess that's fair.
2: Let's Eat Rocks. I can't say I've got any anything jumping to mind, but like, I know if I had to sell someone on a game, I could probably convince people Let's Eat Rocks sounds fun and unique.
0: What are we thinking about kissing in the weird future? Because the weird there gives this a lot of potential for maybe a sci-fi angle? How do aliens kiss? I don't know.
1: I feel like we could have a fun adventure with that.
2: I, I feel like you could have a fun adventure with that in that you wouldn't have to just stick to sci-fi. You could be like, uh, maybe travel through some time periods. This this is the space bit of the weird future. Oh no, now we've gone so far in the weird future, it's the past again. That's a weird future. you, oh, you a know, a lot of, you got a lot
0: of room to, to move in that. Um, our other suggestions, just for reminders, were G 2021 Wizard Surgeon Simulator and Donald Duck the Pain Away, which I mostly put in because it does keep making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, I, I did have a dream a few nights ago about a wizard scientist trying to stop a plague.
2: So Ooh. that that almost feels prophetic. Did your dream happen to have any gameplay mechanics in it? It
1: actually did.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, let's do the short the short version. What what mechanics did you dream up? Um he had fire magic and there were stats. And he had to, to burn away these, like, Dr. Mario-style little germ guys.
2: Oh, like um. when you've got to use the, the laser in, um, in uh, Trauma Center to burn the oh, little yeah. things away.
0: I've not thought about Trauma Center in a while. Gosh. They were see, fine.
2: See, I feel like with a name like Wizard, Wizard Surgeon Simulator, you'd have to go the Surgeon Simulator video game route of yeah. how do you make this so deliberately hard that you're going to screw
0: up? It feels like this would be a very difficult one to make rules for in 55 minutes. It's also the issue of possible copyright infringement.
2: (laughs) Well, potentially. No, this one's different. This is Wizards. This is
0: Wizards. It's different. Okay, I think we should just pick one of these, start chasing down that road, and see where we end up.
2: I have have ideas for kissing in the weird future. As much as I love we eaten rocks. I, I don't know where to begin with that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, quite often elements of one title find their way into another, so I'll keep my eyes open for possibilities to eat rocks in the weird future.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> as long as one of the kissing opportunities is a weird rock, then we're, oh, gold, we're golden.
0: <laughs> kissing in the weird future was suggested to us by Roz on Twitter. Uh, thank you, Roz. Very much appreciate it. So... What's the aim of this game? What are the player characters trying to do? Are they the ones doing the kissing? Are they trying to engineer some a kiss between other people? What are we feeling?
1: What if what if it's like a, a Doctor Who situation, a Doctor Who situation, <laughs> and and they keep just winding up in random futuristic time periods and have to like engineer the perfect kiss to escape? I don't know.
2: Oh, is 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 this a sort of is this kiss that'll finally be the kiss that takes us home situation.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I like this. Some kind of love-powered dimension jumper.
1: Yeah. Kiss
0: heist. Okay. Hmm. So then... Sorry, please go on.
2: I I like the thought that maybe this isn't about just... It's not just get a kiss and go. It's got to be the kiss. You've got to, you've oh, got yeah. to really put the planning in. This is, uh, you use the word heist there. I like the idea of heist in terms you've got to do, maybe have some pre-planning. You've got to work out what your
1: strategy is going to be.
0: A hugely over-engineered meat cute.
1: Yes, exactly. See, okay. when you said the word meat, all I could, all I could picture was just like lip meat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I thought you were going with that. And God, that it makes is. me think of like weird alien lip meat that you have I, to navigate around.
0: Well, I like this idea of, like, we have to make these aliens fall in love and kiss, yeah. but uh, we don't even know what the mouth is on this thing.
2: Yeah, and I, I like to think that maybe even the kiss itself is not the mechanic that we're worried about here. This is mm. about engineering the setting. This okay. is... The roleplay uh, yeah. element is come up with the world that facilitates
1: alien kisses. So, I think So You gotta navigate po- around those tentacles.
0: I think the party could be some kind of cupid figure. So
2: Ooh, they've been doing
0: this for all of time. It's just gotten so a lot more difficult.
2: I love that. Could could we have some kind of mechanic where there's a table of of possibilities we roll and it's like, okay, this futuristic species we've encountered has um They've got tentacles. They've got vampire fangs. They're also made of of gel and goop, like some kind of like statistics table of here's what you're working with. How do you how do you mix get them to to kiss each other?
0: The alien has so many of these distinctive features, and you just roll that many times on our table of weird alien stuff.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like you, that's the challenge: is how how do you incorporate all the weird alien stuff into your plan to make them make them meet each other?
1: If you roll high enough, you get to smash face with Cthulhu.
0: (laughs) And there's the (laughs) tagline. Okay, um, I I am going to start two tables here. One is just for as we come up with them, we can put things onto the monster table for Hmm. people to roll. Just a passive thing throughout the show. And I think if we're going with this pseudo heist style, it would be interesting to give everyone kind of an Ocean's Eleven roll. (gasps) Ooh, oh yeah.
2: Shit. Okay, so say someone's someone's responsible for picking the location of the meet cute and working out how that's going to play in. Someone's responsible for, um, I don't know, what- working out like what what the date activity that's going to lead to the kiss is.
0: Yes, I like this. Okay, I think also you should have someone there to essentially run interference to stop anyone, <sighs> you know, getting called away, getting interrupted, having their coffee arrive at the wrong moment. See, what if there's you... like...
1: Oh, sorry. You go first.
2: When, when you said someone running interference, I, my brain went completely the opposite direction, which is hidden role element. There's someone trying to sabotage the
1: date. I was in that exact same space. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Oh my God, we're vibing. We're vibing. Oh, <laughs> I like
0: this. Okay. And then there's...
1: It's like a like a Shrek marriage situation.
0: <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know... Like Shrek marriage. You can't day. just drop Shrek marriage.
0: Everything's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Okay. I Goji, what I'll do is I'll write Shrek marriage, but I'm doing it in a smaller font.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for appreciating my my terrible words.
0: Okay. So I'm imagining that any particular session begins with Your party somehow arriving in the future. How are we visualizing this? What's the... What's Mm. the time vehicle?
1: Mm. A briefcase. A very cool, bedazzled briefcase.
0: That way there's always the possibility of a complication being that the briefcase is lost.
2: Oh, yes.
0: I like that. We have the time briefcase like from that netflix thing what jared worded
2: there's there's only one important detail i have about the time briefcase when you open Mm -hmm. it it makes a smooching sound oh yes (laughs) like
0: a thirsty (laughs) cookie clock
2: (laughs) oh so if we were to have someone running interference someone interfering with this Mm. would that possibly be our sort of GM role of whoever's running the game is you've got the other players against your GM who's just uh, just throwing
0: down little time obstacles well in that case sorry we could have it be that the GM is controlling what's the opposite of a Cupid I, basically a crampus. rival team
2: I'm googling the anti-Cupid crampus. does anti-Cupid have a name
0: Oh, hang on. What about?
2: Oh, they're just called anti Cupids.
0: Diphook, Cupid backwards. Oh,
1: I like Diphook. Diphook. That's good. That's it adorable. It sounds
0: cute. Is what this... if it's
1: like a like a manhunt situation, and it's just a random player that that's running interference, but they can't they can't let the other players know, or else they'll get ousted from the Cupid Club.
0: That sounds brilliant, but my concern would be how to represent that in the mechanics so that
1: it's not immediately obvious. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair.
0: Mm. I hate when the rules get in the way of a good time. How dare rules do that? I'm sure we can think of something.
2: Well, see, I like the existence of the dip book, even if it's as a GM role, in that it gives some it gives some nice flavour as to why we're going, you know, hopping through time trying to to fix all the smooches, is, you know, these people were meant to be together. It's not that we're just randomly pairing people up. They're meant to be together, but the Dipuk got in the way. We gotta stop the evil love-hating baby. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Dipuk are essentially trying to change their past by making sure the wrong people, well, the right people, never fall in love.
2: Exactly, and that's why we've got to be there in the weird future, making sure that, uh, I don't know, a, a rock a rock alien and an alien made of cheese have a big smooch.
0: I like And
1: this. their baby was the moon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus.
2: Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> I feel like we should also have a way to very, very quickly just determine things about the future. <gasps> oh, we could bring in one of my favorite features that I've not got to put into one of these games yet. What is it? So re- it's a random word generator.
2: <gasps> oh, I oh, do you like a yes. good random word generator.
0: I'm going to pull one up now and I'll just see if there's a way we can use it to... Oh, I started typing so my train of thought crashed. Um, to see if there's a way to use it to make a decent enough fictional word. So I will select three nouns and we'll just see if any of these would work. Oh, yeah. Freedom, disease, resolution. <gasps> oh. ooh. Classroom Income Explanation. Okay. These are things we could work with, potentially. Yeah. (laughs)
1: That second one sounds like a nightmare.
0: (laughs) It does. It it sounds like a boring office job.
1: It does. (laughs) There's
0: definitely something we can do here, though.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Alternatively, we could go with adjectives, which are easier to apply to a world. So you've got things like good, meaty, eager, or massive oh jesus i can't even read that <laughs> oh no three words that together pr- pr- painted a very particular picture
2: well see i feel like those work better as descriptors for whatever our future species are those those are some good alien descriptors that could very much work eager Especially and at... meaty
0: <laughs> <laughs> in fact even, even even if we don't use that i'm putting meaty on the monster traits list
2: i mean meaty's a good monster
0: trait well, so, is, is, so is meatless. Meatless. Not robotic, not metallic. No, meatless. meatless. <laughs>
1: See, now we're getting into Undertale territory.
0: <laughs> oh, go. You can always be relied on. <laughs> no, I'm being mean.
1: I have a specific set of skills.
0: We also I have know, 40... None of them matter. We've got 44 minutes. Left. We're making good progress. I forget how intense this can be.
1: Hmm. Who
0: are Cupid? Are Cupid an organisation? Are you from oh, the future? It's... From the past?
2: See, now you've suggested it, I feel like it has to be an acronym. Because anything to do with the future, yes. you've got to make words into acronyms. What's so the C- acronym for?
0: Okay, what is Cupid an acronym for? Um, Cupid
1: United Preventing interdimensional
0: disasters oh hang on so cuties preventing interdimensional
2: yeah Um, interdimensional disasters i think we're missing a u are we missing a u in there
1: cuties united oh yeah
0: there we go and I'm sure DIPUK have their own acronym, but if necessary, that's something that I can delve into later. QT's United Preventing Interdimensional Disasters. This feels halfway between, like, Torchwood? (laughs) and It's it's Torchwood if they
2: only cared about making sure that people
1: smooched in the future. You know, the smoocher. The smooch
0: future. Okay. Mm. Now it's a party. This Uh... rules... (laughs) <laughs> Let's take a just a quick minute to throw out as many monster traits as people can give me in that minute. If anyone oh. just wants to throw any out. Oh,
1: shit.
2: Uh energy-based. Got it. Um Mechanical.
1: Photosynthesizing. Um argumentative.
0: I'm putting in stationary.
1: Insectoid. Mmm. Gelatinous. Oh, that's fun. Vast. Unending.
0: Square. Square. Unending. Unending. I like the idea that we're going to be getting into, like, non-Euclidean creatures where (laughs) Jonathan just kind of doesn't.
2: Exactly. Unknowable.
0: All right. uh, That is a We have tentacles, meaty, meatless, energy-based, mechanical, photosynthesizing, stationary, insectoid, gelatinous, vast, square, unending, and unknowable. (laughs) I am sure we'll throw out a lot more as we go. Let's take a look back at our players. We were talking about giving them each specialties, perhaps, in the mission. We Mm. were talking about sorting out the location, the activities, a potential imposter... I still like having interference as someone's job on the good side, potentially.
2: Ah, so someone's just the like in the moment trouble fixer.
0: Yeah, I think that could work. Hmm. Okay.
2: I I I wonder if that's maybe like if there's two phases to the game. If there's the planning phase, and then everyone takes part in the
0: yeah interference oh, that could be phase. Fine. That makes more sense. So we've got essentially planning an execution, although yeah. definitely not calling it execution.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the secondary phase obviously being like, okay, a problem has come up. What's what's your fix? Get Maybe get a dice roll in there to see how well do you fix the thing on the fly.
0: I like this. Okay. Mm. So I think it's about time we started taking a look at what actually playing this game looks like. Mm. It's a difficult one because we don't have any mechanics yet for the actual play. Um, I think we should keep it nice and simple. I think this is one where we might have to actually put in some dice for once. Which I, has... I reckon it would. No. Be, yes.
2: <laughs> well, see, I, I reckon you could maybe do this in some very dice-like manner. If you, uh, what's what's the, the the tabletop one one page that this is making me think of is um, Honey Heist. Oh yeah! In that, yes. in that sort of is. yeah, not not necessarily in that same strategy, but like maybe have the first phase be a diceless one where it is describing and role playing and just talking to whoever's running the game about what your plan is, and maybe the second phase is the one where you have dice rolls and it's single dice, like do you succeed or do you, do you do badly? Role play that out. That's that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and that way the planning could also be some kind of to an extent, shared world-building, which is one of my favourite yeah. things to do in games.
2: That's that's it. Yeah, like, the, I l- the, the less yeah. stats, the better. That's honestly. it. Like I, I like the idea of maybe even scrapping the idea of, of having the classes, of just being like, no, we are all one group, doing some shared mm. role-play, and then maybe in the, the execution phase or whatever we end up calling it, it's a, whoever comes up with the role-playing idea of how to fix the situation, rolls a dice, if if it goes well or fails, they have to describe how, how it does that.
0: I like this. I think we should give each class, well, not each class, each player, I think should probably have some single thing, not necessarily a specialization, just something that they've got, something they can do better, just for a little bit of niche protection. Maybe giving each of them just one word and they are good at that word.
2: Yeah. Or like maybe an item that you could have a pool of like, okay, pick what, romance item you're going to have that can that you can, you know, use to describe how you're going to fix a scene with that.
0: Something Ooh, that you've picked up items. throughout your travels through time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right, maybe maybe you picked up some aphrodisiac chocolates on some far-off world, and you got them that you can use at some point, or someone's got, I don't know, a interdimensional love dictionary. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe literal rose coloured glasses.
0: Oh! Yeah. I think this is the kind of thing where we can just kind of trust the player to. If we provide these examples that we've come up with to yeah. you know, add on their own thing. Yeah. All right. I, I'm just going to take my headphones off for a sec to remove a jumper. Bear with me. <laughs> <Are> you- <laughs>
1: Maybe the the hook could have like a like a literal red flag <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, because I, I, I like this as a give the player some some ideas that like if they don't know what to come up with, maybe use one of these, but yeah. to leave it open as like a hey player what what can you think of that is that's your make people fall in love speciality trick?
1: Go crazy, go stupid. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. And I'm back.
2: See, and I like Hello. I I like the idea that the list of um future alien species terms might render some of these things less useful than they would sound. Like, you know, hey, Aphrodisia chocolates, that sounds great. Oh no, these aliens don't have mouths. What we're we gonna do about that
1: <laughs> just mush it all over their skin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, that's, that's for the player to decide. If the player wants to try and s- smush chocolate into someone's unknowable <laughs> void, then that's, that's on them to describe.
0: Sounds like a party, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Okay, how about... Yeah, I like this idea of the first planning phase being very, very rules light maybe Mm. we could even go with kind of like a a mad libs approach to it like these are the things that that you need to establish about the world
2: yeah so I, i feel like the things that get that like need to be established are like what 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 kind of world is this you need to paint some kind of picture of like where and when the player is of um you know, like, if if we could come up with some kind of basic list of world-building questions for them to answer, that might give the prompts that flesh that
1: out. This whole okay. time, I've kind of imagined, like, it's, it's, it's one of those bottle-setting, like, simulator games where you're just, like, on a park bench, but the background keeps changing around you. <laughs> uh,
0: How about, no matter what, you end up, just so there's kind of an anchor in the alien version of a very, very mundane place on Earth, like a school, well, not a school, but like a library, an office, a park. Mm. So you might be on an alien meatscape park, but it's still a park. The players still understand that.
1: <laughs> that's that's <Yeah>. really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like, oh like, a,
2: like, like a, a town centre or something. Mm. <sighs> I'm trying to think, What's what's...
1: A nice little movie theater. <laughs> okay, you know. I, yeah. You 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 wake
2: up in a in a future alien restaurant.
0: Okay, I want to make a note that one of the things you establish is the location brackets mundane.
2: Yeah, like it, it a mundane location.
1: Um, like you have the mundane the mundane base, and then you have like fun little. Special weird future sprinkles you can you put on top of it.
2: Uh, it that you can have like question. randomly generated words. You could have questions like, "What's the technology level of this future world?"
0: Oh, brilliant! Uh,
2: that's. Uh...
0: uh I think you should just pick. You should have to pick one material which is featured prominently <gasps> oh. somewhere,
2: such as soap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just picturing soap. <laughs> yeah. <world. laughs>
0: <laughs> it might be that the plant life here is made of soap Who knows, yeah. the future's really weird
2: Exactly, what's what's the one What's the one weird material that this universe Is just abundant with Is it what's... suntan cream? Who knows <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, why not And then that's something else that you can turn To your romantic ends mm. What tech level does Cupid have Other than the time travel
1: I'm imagining very high. I feel like... Very expensive.
2: Any group that has an acronym has very high tech levels.
0: (laughs) That's fair. But then, of course, you don't want to disrupt the time stream. You're trying to fix it.
2: Exactly, yeah. You need to, you know, not... Make sure you don't leave behind your fancy time romance technology in the wrong world.
0: Ooh, okay. Okay. Here's something that could be interesting. What if you do have all your incredible technology with you, but using it will always have negative consequences later oh. on because you're messing with the timeline? You can do it as much as you want, but it'll always lead to something bad.
2: How, how bad of a consequence are we thinking? What, what are we thinking of as ideas of what you could fuck up?
0: I'm imagining it ranging from, Mummy, mummy, someone just got turned into dust with a laser all the way through to um you being followed around by a news crew
1: ah i see i see i like this I like where this is going
2: it's like yeah we set up the the wonderful romantic kiss but we have accidentally made it so that like this this civilization does know that interstellar travel is possible and
0: prime directive S- there we are
2: prime directive was- yeah
1: <laughs> They will eventually find a race of alien parasites that destroys their entire is, civilization. Ooh.
2: Is this maybe a place where we introduce a role to have you can use your future tech whenever you like, but you've gotta do a oh. role to find out whether or not you're gonna get noticed.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: What if what if the uh, the the aforementioned Daipook is like time police almost? Like, like if they, if you use the technology, then, then the Daipook shows up and then you have to fix. I, I don't know.
0: I like the idea of Daipook being a rival organization. Like they have broken up this kiss and now it's, now we have to fix it. But using this technology will let them know that we are here as <gasps> well.
2: Ah, I see. I see. Hmm.
0: I am delighted with this game. I'm really liking this world. Oh. I would
1: like to play it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, this
0: will be released on Twitter and as a public post on Patreon when you're hearing this episode, dearest listener.
2: Mm. Yeah, I I like that as a justification for why things go wrong when you use your future tech. Because mm. it's like, ah, Daipok have realised like, oh, oh shit, they're here, they're trying to make the kiss happen, we've got to go back and fuck some extra stuff up just to make sure.
0: <laughs> I think it would also be fun to... During game setup, have the players come up with, say, three DIPOC agents, just giving them each a name and one defining characteristic, just so that you are aware of the threat. Mm. You could
2: have
0: Gernsley brackets hench. Oh, Gernsley
1: hench.
2: I I like the idea of the player having to come up with their own nemeses. That's
0: really a. that's going to be a theme of this game, with everyone working together to also, you know, make the world and stuff. Yeah. one worst enemy.
2: Goodness.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: more alien traits. An alien, more alien trait. that is a vacuum. Ah. Oh.
0: <laughs> um, an alien which is <laughs> invisible.
2: Uh, um, an alien made of pests. An
1: what alien kind of made pest? of I don't know. An alien
0: oh, pesto. made of I thought pesto. I said pasta So we have pests, pasta and pesto. Yes. We'll see which of those end up. <laughs>
2: With branches
0: Ooh Sweaty. Uh, I was gonna yeah, I'm putting filthy.
1: A million teeth.
2: We we shouldn't we should we should throw some nose nice ones in there. Gorgeous. Yeah. Throw that in there. Have a gorgeous gorgeous vacuum of void. We...
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to roll 3D three D, whatever. Let me count how many this is so far. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. We're on 20. I'm going to roll 3D Ooh. 20 and just see what our alien right now would be. It's a 50 and a 6 and a 10. Our alien would be mechanical, invisible, and branchy. So some kind of... <laughs> A uh, camouflaged robot ant. Yeah, that's what I'm getting there.
2: I I like this. You I know. Guess they, that. Yeah, yeah. They've got, they've got some kind of invisible built-in camouflage, and maybe the the challenge here for the players would be: how do you get a race of mechanical aliens that have such good camouflage they never see each other to fall in love? If they can't see each other, how do they fall in love? That's your that's your task.
0: And also, if we're continuing the theme of basically plugging in words that you're either making up or getting from some random source if you want to then the aliens could always have say three things that they find really attractive in a partner or that gets them feeling romantic that the gm determines in secret
1: and then can kind of that's fun
0: the prep the prep phase can be working out as many of them as you can
1: (gasps) yeah i like that Mm. a lot i like that
2: too yeah, I feel like this is going to be a game where the, the, the GM is going to have to have a random word generator available or is going to want to have one. I think mm. that's going to be like behind their GM screen on their phone, just like, right, tap, tap, tap. Oh, there we go.
0: I am a big fan of random word generators in games. One of my favourite games that I've ever made, Your Skill List, just comes from a random verb generator with three re-rolls, which is always hectic. <laughs> Uh. Okay, so, you arrive, you take the time to scope out the local population, and I assume track down your target and try and investigate their likes and dislikes without being found out. Mm. What signals the end of the first phase?
1: Hmm, maybe it's like, either either timed, or like you do a certain number of... Roles, or you only have a certain number of guesses.
0: Okay,
2: a certain number of guesses sounds like the suggestion of bringing this into a twenty questions <laughs> realm.
1: I think mm-hmm. that would be. You find their Tinder bio. <laughs> 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 I,
2: I, I like the idea of having a not strict time limit that the, the G, like having a suggested amount of time, but like giving the GM some flexibility to yeah. You know, not, not necessarily have to cut the players off if they are oh, so close.
0: Yeah, and that way, something that I do occasionally like to put in is basically adding into the rules a suggested time to take a few minutes and chill, have a break. That'd be a really oh, nice yeah. time to put that in there. Oh, oh,
1: oh. maybe um, maybe you're you're guessing these um, <laughs> these turn-on factors... By like interviewing the alien and if you insult <gasps> them, that's when that's when the uh, the round ends. I don't know.
2: Oh, yeah, I like maybe, that.
1: Yeah.
2: That Yeah That potentially gives the GM a really nice opportunity to roleplay back and forth with the players.
0: Oh, I've just realized something. Hmm. We're playing as time travellers. Yeah. The first phase ends when you've done all your investigation and you go back to the start of the time period to do it properly.
2: <gasps> oh, oh so you've got you've got the learning phase and then you redo it to try and set them up
0: kind of like a life is strange kind of thing over a longer period i like that
2: so the first phase you can mess around testing stuff seeing what works seeing what doesn't and when you're like okay i think i got it you go back in time and you, you try and make it work
0: you could even talk to the alien
2: exactly and that's how you justify the interview phase of trying to learn about what what works for them
0: Oh, I am absolutely loving this. Okay. So you get a chance to talk to your, let's say, tentacle-clad, meaty pests. So presumably it's a thousand (laughs) rats in a trench coat with tentacles for
2: tails. (laughs) It's just cockroaches and like a pork chop poking out the top of the trench coat. They just Mm. want love.
0: Yeah, I just love them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love this already. This is good. I might have to give this one, like, a... These all get written up for release, but this one might get, like, art and stuff commissioned. I'm really liking this.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Okay. I think it's about time we probably paid some attention to the part of the game which is apparently going to have mechanics. I mean, execution. Neat Me, found a different name for it.
2: Uh oh. <laughs> I'm bad at math. <laughs> I mean, you just call it the romance phase.
0: There we go. Unfortunately, I have used all of my thoughts for the day already. So. Oh
1: no, that's, that's bad. We're-,
0: we're running with whatever rattles out of my skull.
1: <laughs> I only have six allotted thoughts per day. I'm not far I, behind you.
2: <laughs> see, I I have got thoughts, but as soon as numbers are involved, oops, brain no. No number thoughts.
0: But okay. let's not have numbers. No one can make us have numbers. That is the joy of this podcast.
2: I mean, how and... would how do we how would we do without numbers?
1: I'm going to take this pie chart and I'm going to throw it in the garbage.
0: <laughs> how does one mechanically flirt? <laughs> But then you're not the ones doing the flirting. There must be some kind of some kind of quota, some kind of checklist, some amount of measuring how well you are setting up this meet cute.
1: Mm. I mean, is the GM playing the flirt uh,
0: I imagine they'd be playing everyone apart from Cupid.
1: Yeah. So if they're if they're like deciding what the um what the target of affections enjoys, then wouldn't it also be very role-play based? Yes, but I think the role-play
0: would be guided in response to how well the players have done. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you
0: know, when we're playing Goblins and Guesswork, if you roll a one on a persuasion check, then I will role-play very differently to if you forget to roll because I forget to put the rules in.
1: I mean, we could just (laughs) straight up use a d6 and just do below three... It goes yep. bad
0: i think the actual romance event <laughs> the romantic event horizon <laughs> should be the the final scene of the game barring a small epilogue so maybe when you go into the romance phase you have to get everything in place you have to Meets a, you just have to meet enough of the monsters criteria, yeah. which the GM has determined beforehand, but not necessarily spelled out for you. Yeah. Or meet a couple of them to such an extent that the GM is, you know, convinced that it would work.
2: I I've had an idea for a dice rolling mechanic, and I don't know if this is anything, so feel free to tell me this is terrible. You have let's say you sit six things that the DM is looking for to be like, these These are the things that would woo this uh, this alien. Mm. Depending on how many the player works out in the, the setup phase, the planning phase, uh, like, oh, you got four out of the six I was looking for. So um, one, two, three, or four will succeed. You didn't find five and six. So those two numbers on the dice will not be successful. So like the more things you find in the planning phase the better your odds of a successful dice roll.
1: Maybe it works I like, like a stat boost. Yeah. Like, like, just a base roll plus however many number of things you got right. Yeah.
0: I like that currently the only dice roll in the game is the one that everything hinges on. <laughs> That's really nice.
1: I mean, isn't that just life? I mean, that That's is, fair. Yeah.
2: And I mean, look, this is one of these these games where I think even if you don't succeed at making the aliens kiss i think i think you play out the terrible way it plays out and your are time cupids you can just hop to the next time zone forget that ever happened onto the next one <laughs> like make sure the players don't feel
1: bad about failure because fuck it there's always more aliens to make go kiss absolutely this game i think theoretically could go on forever and i think that's wonderful
2: I, I think it goes on for as long as, you know, when when the GM realizes like, okay, I feel like the group's ready for one last one, you then, you know, have ah uh, ah, uh, this is the final one, and if we make them smooch, we'll have defeated Daipuok D- forever.
0: I'm a big fan of Oh, Alright, that <laughs> totally works for me. Um do we want to put in a mechanic for doing things? Which is, you know, one hell of a question to have to ask at this point. <laughs> Or, um, are we happy for everything to be resolved by roleplay? Or do we want to put in, let's say, well, no, you're in an alien world. There's going to be challenges and there's going to be difficult yeah. things, even if you just try to go, you know, buy a cheesecake. Thanks, Brian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could use a cheesecake. Yeah.
0: I... Um, we've said each player has one item. Hmm. But we could also do with, I
2: don't know. Well, we could maybe go with a, a sort of like, hey, Maybe it's every player has an item or has a, you know, character speciality that they come up with before starting. And if you can justify why that's relevant to how you're going to solve a problem, you get advantage on a dice roll. And it's just a simple d20 or whatever, but you get advantage if you use the thing that you that's specific
1: to your character, maybe. So there's like a fun persuasion element to it. I like that.
0: We were talking about Honey Heist earlier and that's got me thinking about two stat games. We could put in a basic two stat system where your stats are kissing and weird future.
2: Oh, So
0: you use kissing for the romance <laughs> side of things, weird future for the weird future side of things and anything else you just kind of divide it up.
2: Yeah, and maybe that's one of the things that you get the player to decide at the start is, okay, you've got six points to allocate, how many of them do you want to put on Weird Future and how much do you want to put on
0: Kissing? Yeah, Uh, when you are moved by a touching scene of romance, you move one point from Weird Future to Kissing. (gasps) And when you kind of have the realisation that you are kind of in what is probably a bit of a hellscape from your point of view, you move a point to Weird Future. Oh...
2: Yeah, so the players could pick their starting location on that, but they're going to have to try and equalise those stats, yeah. So they not perfect. go too far either way. Ooh.
0: Okay, so let's... I'm really flying from part of this game to part of this game. We're getting through this quickly. What about when we're at the ending, we were talking about having that D6 role. Um, I might just be the brain fog, but I didn't quite have the mechanics for that clear in my head yet.
2: Uh, yeah, some something like um, however many things that the alien likes that you have discovered during the planning phase, add that as a bonus onto your onto your roll to see whether they kiss. Something okay, that, like if
0: that. We, yeah, if we make it so that there's three characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, if it's at the very end, then is it all the players just putting it in one die? Doesn't matter who rolls. Nor stats are added to it. Just the secret characteristics that you've completed
1: i feel like it doesn't really
0: matter who
2: rolls yeah i i feel like that's one of those trust the players to you know take it in turns who's going to do it this time
0: Mm. okay in that case i think the last table we should put into this game potentially should be for what that role does if we're doing three secret characteristics which i've put in as the placeholder for now that can be increased when i do some very mild player testing Mm. Uh, that gives us a range of one to nine i imagine yeah. one to three would be the worst because you can only get that if you haven't got any characteristics really
2: yeah so oh, maybe oh, like three to six is a partial success and then like six to nine is your this went
1: very well
0: yeah that goji have idea oh goji share idea
1: <laughs> what if what if the um the the final roll isn't really so much one final roll as it is almost a video game quick time event, where like the you GM have
0: yells and you have to roll the die as fast <laughs> as possible.
1: No, like like each like each difficulty that you ran into, like figuring out this alien, like if they have tentacles, you have to like either roll or come up with a strategy to get around the tentacles, like in in quick succession.
0: I feel like that's what the preparation phase is really for, though, because I can't think of a way to... I can't think of a way that the tentacles being there and being a problem while they're, like, going for the meeting, going for the kiss yeah, would be how, something we could how interfere with. have
2: come up with that in the planning phase. Yeah.
0: I don't mean to shoot your idea, down, Goji. I think it's good. I just think it's already kind of covered.
1: Goji's final kissing gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh no! Oh no! I had a mouthful of teeth! <laughs> <laughs> I'm covered! <corporate.
2: laughs> um, like, I, I, I'm just I, gonna I,
0: go grab a bit of kitchen roll.
2: <laughs> Sorry. I, like, I, I like where you're going though, Goji, in the idea of like, okay, a final gauntlet of like, a uh, dipuck is trying to get some and thi- trying to screw up with events, so during that yeah. final phase you have, um,. Oh no, the waiter has tripped over their own tentacles and is about to spill drink on you on Yeah, on both exactly. Of the, exactly. The aliens. Yeah, or I don't know, someone opened the the window and the the irradiated
1: dust cloud started coming in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to save my keyboard because and, and,
1: like that that's something for like the other players who aren't rolling to do. I don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, yes, we were saying where you were gone the idea of having DiPuck throw some things in at the last minute, so you have to do the like, oh no, the waiter's tripping over, how are you going to stop them spilling hot tea on these this romantic couple,
1: etc.
0: Oh yeah, and then if you can't stop it, there's a minus one to the final <gasps> roll for each thing like that. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, Yay, like to
1: final kissing gauntlet. <laughs> it <laughs> lives. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the
2: kiss is going to go slightly worse if you didn't work out how to... I don't know, stop the kisses being sucked out into the vacuum of space.
0: We have ten minutes left on the clock. I think we should fill in these tables as much as possible because we've got a game.
1: I think we've got a game here. Oh Um. my god, we did it.
0: (laughs) Um, I am going to just ask for uh, words that could describe the planet or the place you're in. Words Um. that could describe monster traits or example items that the party could have. I'll put them all in one big list and future Jess can fix it.
1: Uh, temporary. The amorous amulet.
0: <gasps> oh. You tested my spelling under pressure there. Got it. <laughs> Sorry. Um.
1: Uh, drifting.
0: Oh, ship Secret. in a bottle.
1: Ship in a bottle. Like, like you know, like a, like it, it, it.
0: <laughs> oh, ship. Well done, Goji.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, mmm. Uh, Mm. Flourishing. Damp oh, based. Claw faced. Cloth based. Uh,
1: but also so claw faced. Also. faced
0: <laughs> Chaos. Just chaos. Beaked. Oh. Eeked. Beaked. Bro. I don't know that word, Goji. Ha-
1: in possession of a beak.
0: Oh, beaked. Sorry, I'm really. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Miss Harington. Frozen. <laughs> frozen. Um. Royal. Oh. Lost. Oh. uh
2: Paradise.
0: Ooh. Okay. Um.
1: A literal pillow prince.
0: I don't know if I can put that into this. <laughs> We'll, I'll write it down and again it's future Jess's decision.
1: It's the best pun I've ever made.
0: At yeah, least it remember
1: is. it. Stored it in your heart.
0: Oh no, it's staying in the show.
1: <laughs> um
2: Deadly
0: Oh gotta have deadly. Um Mimic. Discreet Discreet Um What about any other potential examples of items you can have? Just so if a, players don't want to think of their own. A
2: book of sex poetry. <laughs> book of just, sex just poetry. Just the
0: karma sutra. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you just cut out? chess uh, No.
0: Oh. Uh, well, mentally I cut out.
1: <laughs> oh, it was so um, sudden, I thought your computer a, crashed again. <laughs> a very, a very, phallic <laughs> very
0: phallic
2: vegetable.
0: Very phallic Vegetable. Um the universal pawn.
2: <laughs> the universal pawn who anti chastity chapstick appeals to
0: everyone. <laughs> Sorry, Goji.
1: Anti chastity chapstick. <laughs> anti chastity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh.
0: Um... Is there anything else that we haven't put in the game that's an important part of the game that Jess has forgotten about?
1: I mean, if you have, we've forgotten about it too.
0: That's fair. Um...
1: I mean, I'd say we need to add a sprinkling of love, but I feel like that's already in there. (laughs) Uh,
0: I feel like the players should have to describe their agents' outfits, and they should be sharp.
2: Oh, I think so.
0: Perfect.
2: I think think we should put in the rules. The more over-the-top and extravagant, the better. One last clarification.
1: Our are the players playing as literal cherubs? Are they just little babies in suits?
0: I've been imagining Sharp, Sleek, secret agents, but I don't know what everyone else has been oh, imagining.
2: I've, I've, been, I've been picturing babies in suits.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> that works. You are ageless but like, love babies from the beyond. <laughs> I,
2: I, I feel like however you describe their outfits, like you would have to f- not stand out strangely in that, mm. that Lil Lars X video that released the other day.
0: Oh, fair.
2: Yeah, you've gotta you've gotta be up on that level.
0: <laughs> I would like um Dipuk to just be some guys. <laughs> just some dudes. <laughs> They're just regular humans, but with a lot of nasty tech and a lot of nasty intentions.
1: Dipuck all wear motorcycle gear. Good for them.
2: See that's that's too cool. I feel like they need to be in like the most generic ill-fitting grey suits
1: possible, <laughs> just like... Or just like depression clothes, just like a loose-fitting t-shirt and some sweatpants. Oh, sure uh,
2: okay AKA what I'm
1: wearing right now. <laughs>
2: uh, if we can't have love, no one can.
0: <laughs> Daipuk dress like young Tories. There we go. <laughs> the least
2: sexy of possible
0: characters. There we go, that's exactly it. Yay. Uh, Right, we've got seven minutes on the clock. I don't even know. Where do we go from here? What do we do with seven minutes? I'm aware I'm the host and should have the answers.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, we finished Uh... early. Oh, no. I feel feel like I'm in middle school again. Like, what do you do at this point?
0: (laughs) No, let's test it out. Um, I'm going to roll a new monster. And first of all, I would like Laura and Goji to come up with what its three secret criteria of attraction are.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, I'll roll 3d10 and just split the table into tens. Mmm. 3, 8, and 8. We have... Oh, he's meaty.
1: Very meaty. (laughs) You know he's meaty. He's vast.
0: (laughs) And he's filthy. Oh, good. Oh, Okay, first of all, what does this creature look like?
2: Okay, okay, um... This creature is um it is just a pile of meat that has been slathered in in like wet dirt, just enough to hold it into shape. but like it's oh, it, terrible. It looks like it's gonna fall apart at any minute.
0: It just turns out that on this planet, if you put enough meat together, it wakes up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like Toy Story, but so much worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's only in the dirt. If you put a bunch of meat in like a nice clean room, it doesn't stay it, it never becomes sentient. But if you put it in the dirt
0: <laughs> Okay, that's good to know. It Let's say soul. that you're um you're trying to help someone attract one of these monsters. You're trying to, you know, work out what its deal is can we think of three potential criteria that the the meat chap is after?
1: Three uh, each,
0: or three total? Uh, uh, no, just three total. Yeah, one each.
2: Okay, I'm going to suggest that the the dirt meat monster wants to be what uh, wants to be is attracted to condiments.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, w- they, they like <laughs> a little seasoning in their kiss. <laughs> I was going to say that he just wants to be held. (laughs) I mean, that works too. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: And I'm going to say that the meat chap is insistent on, well, it can only really exist in refrigerated spaces generally. So if, if you're outside in the sun, if it's a hot day, the meat monster is more concerned with getting to shelter than having a little kiss.
2: Exactly. You've got to think of uh, romantic date ideas that are going to be cold enough for the meat monster, like, say, uh, an ice skating rink.
0: So it sounds like we're focusing on one part of the couple, right? That's who the party is investigating. Mm-hmm. So there's a, essentially a primary monster that we're interacting with. Is the other part of this relationship... And, hey, potentially you could even do poly scenarios. You could do whatever. Yeah. But is yeah. the other part of this relationship the same monster?
2: I think it's another of the same type of monster. Okay. That works. I think I think I think that's we've got like two minutes left, I don't think we introduce an additional monster type at this point.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair.
1: <laughs>
2: it's just All a right, big um... monkey. What on every world.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just a really big monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I think I think maybe the framing of this is that we, we, we suggest that we get to this world and we've already found, you know, a another meat dirt monster that is is into our target meat dirt monster and we're trying to we're trying to give yeah. them the information they need to, yeah.
1: to to have a successful date so that they can smooch. <laughs> or say we've already found a big monkey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Goji, we can tell what you just watched Godzilla vs. Kong. <laughs>
2: If you want to homebrew this and have a game of it where you make a big lizard and a big monkey kiss, we can, you can do that. I'm gonna do it. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you to Roz for suggesting this one, I suppose.
2: <laughs> this has been fun.
0: Uh, we have uh, mathematics. We've got one minute and 30 seconds on the clock, if anyone uh, has any last things.
2: I had a last thought. Uh, Maybe it could be, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same kind of monster that you're doing the relationship with, as long as, like, Mm. hey, you're into that meat-dirt monster, here's what we've learned would help you to kiss them. They could be a completely different species, that wouldn't necessarily break that.
0: I think it would also be a little bit more comfortable if the framing is... In the prime timeline, these monsters did kiss, and that kiss shaped the future. Yeah. But Dipook have actively undone that, yes. so we're not... Yeah.
2: We- we're not forcing people to be in love for no reason. It's, no, they were in love, and someone fucked with the timeline, and we're just trying to get them back together.
0: Absolutely perfect. The
1: baby Wonderful. that saved the world needs to be born.
0: That is going to be our time. That has absolutely oh. flown by.
2: Yes! <laughs> that was amazing. Oh. That was a delight.
0: <laughs> Our game today has been kissing in the weird future. You can find it on at DHB underscore games on Twitter or on the Dort Hurt Birds Patreon as a free post. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. This has been absolutely brilliant. Thank you
2: for having me. I hope I did okay. That was a blast. You did awesome. Oh, you
0: knocked out the pack. <laughs> Do you have anything that you would like to plug or point to our dearest listener towards? You
2: can find me at Laura K Buzz in most places on the internet: Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Patreon, that sort of thing. Uh every Friday on YouTube I upload episodes of a series called Accessibility which is all about accessibility and representation in the video game industry. I Twitch stream Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. You can find that at Laura K Buzz. I've got books Uncomfortable Labels mm-hmm. it's out now it's about being an autistic trans woman. There's Things I Learned from Mario's Butt which is an illustrated coffee table book of video game character butt reviews with game developer interviews and a bunch of guest critics that's 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 the thing what i made and gender euphoria which is coming out on june 10th 2021 which is a bunch of non-cis people's positive gender affirming stories
0: also i'm really excited for that also oh, I i'm still that. spouting
2: I've, I've got too many things i'm spouting off i do podcasts as well pixel squirt is about video game character pornography And uh, Dice Funk, it's a a fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Go listen to that.
0: I believe you're also on the Podquisition, that's correct? Oh
2: yes, I'm also on Podquisition, which is a video game podcast that definitely never gets political. Never. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Definitely never does a politics.
0: Uh, Links to that and all of Laura's things are in the episode description we made a game we did it woo alright I think on that note I am gonna go pass out because I've just recorded like three episodes in a row and I don't normally do that bye everyone
2: (laughs) thank you for having me on that was lovely